Welcome to Missouri Loves Company. I'm Brock Wilbur. I'm Vivian Kane. And this is a podcast. Hi. Hello. Uh, fun, fun week. Uh, the government shut down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As of recording, I, it's back. No, it's I not think back. It's there's a promise that there's it'll be back. a there's another vote scheduled as of now, I believe. Senator in history to be uh, homeschooled. Uh, introduced a bill. Well, let's say there's nothing wrong with homeschooling. <laughs> let's start there. There's nothing wrong with that. There's something weird about being homeschooled and then going to Bulgaria for a decade to run a Bible college there that no one seems to be able to Google, and then coming back to tell America what's wrong with America, mm-hmm. including the evils of socialism. This is on his official bio page at the <laughs> Senate. Uh, he calls out the evils of socialism. I was like, okay, Chalmers. Uh, and uh, he introduced a bill this week to uh, put the control of Parks and Rec and all wildlife under God. God Almighty would run the parks and rec and hunting and everything for the state of Oklahoma. And it was like, but doesn't he already? But also, why are you trying to make God a government employee? What is What are God's rates do, these days? How does that affect the budget? Because Trump keeps trying to cut the national budget. So I guess this just falls in line with that. Yeah. Can God sell off natural resources? I think is the What's thing. What's the parking lot situation like? For God? What does God yeah. drive? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and 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 no one seems to like it says that that's all it says in the bill. There's no other further instructions for like what would happen or change. So it's like, I don't know, maybe like by the time this podcast comes out, maybe I'll be like the number one supporter of this bill. Like, fucking pass it. Let's just see what if God shows up to work like there's nothing yeah. to stop him. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's my big political story for this week. Do Which, you have anything? No, I mean, I just I think it's. Funny isn't the word. It's it's distressing. I feel like that could be the name yeah. of this podcast too. Funny is not the word. Uh, it's just I, this is for this new site you write for, for which you write specifically about Missouri and Kansas, which is also ostensibly the purpose of this podcast. But right. but as we're seeing, when crazy shit happens in Oklahoma, it kind of also happens everywhere. So. Just the fact that that's what you covered at work today, and that's well, what we're talking about now. Uh, Scott Pruitt, who runs the EPA, is from Oklahoma as well. He previously was basically this guy, so you can see the lineage yeah. of like they they're getting promoted, and this is where they start is is like as this guy who's like I just love being homeschooled and I want God to run hunting licenses. Just like it's in charge <laughs> of all the squirrels. <laughs> Isn't God already in charge of the squirrels? Like it seems even from a Christian standpoint, like. Why would you want to pass legislation? That seems like it's taking God down a peg or two. I feel like I feel like we could get really far into why <laughs> they want that. <laughs> so instead, we have a guest. Joining us tonight is <laughs> Philip Stewart Meyer. Philip uh, works uh, a bunch of jobs around town, but your main gig is that you're at a Boulevard Brewery, correct? Yeah, so on uh, the weekends, I'm a tour guide at Boulevard Brewery, and my 9 to 5, uh, Monday to Friday, is I'm a commercial producer at KCTV5. And you also work at the zoo? So the uh, that is kind of part of the KCTV5 thing. Uh, one of the shows that I worked on at KCTV5 was the KC Zoo show. Okay. Was it the morning zoo? Like a like a radio drive time show? Or were like, <laughs> it was actually, actually in a zoo? It was actually, we went out to the Casey Zoo and uh, went behind the scenes and talked to the uh, the staff, the zookeepers, the medical people, and uh, we got to go like in some exhibits. And, nice. and actually, Did you get like, to touch the, a penguin? 
Uh, yeah, we actually got to go on, like, in the what? penguin exhibit. That was and... such a specific question, and, and I can't believe you got a positive answer to what, it. What your life sounds like is, like, if you ask someone at every stage of their life, what do you want to be when they grow up, you you are doing every single one of them. Like, I if you ask touch people, like, I want to work with I want to work at the zoo, I want to work on TV, I want to work with beer. Yeah. Like... You're, check, you're just check, do, check. You're Welcome doing it. Welcome to Zoo Beer TV, <laughs> yeah. my show. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah, and like, it was really cool to go out there and they just kind of waddle up and they'll like peck at your shoelaces. And uh, those are like the, uh, the Humboldt penguins will do that. Uh, the king penguins just kind of hang off by themselves. They're too and cool. Those king penguins. They're, they're above everybody else. So. Oh my God. I'm just now learning about uh, penguin hierarchy. And so that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I was able to do that, like I was in the, um, uh, I wouldn't call it like operating room, but just sort of like the uh, medical room, uh, when they did an examination on a gorilla. And so... You've seen the insides of a gorilla. Not the insides. I they It was just sort of a thing that they do every so often uh, with some of the animals, especially the ones that they can't uh, bring in and examine while they're conscious. So uh, they just put him to sleep. Oh, a gorilla doesn't bit. cooperate with its annual no, exam. No, and, it just, and they, they tried like hiding the pill and yeah. like some cheese, and it just kept spitting it out. And, no, they uh, uh, wait. Do gorillas eat cheese? I'm sure they could. So many questions. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't you're, know. You're doing so much better tonight than I am. You're really in the zone. I'm just trying to get started on the beer. <laughs> and you do have cheese in front of you. Yeah, let's I do. be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm basically the gorilla in the room, <laughs> but less funny. So wait, so they the so you saw an unconscious gorilla? Yeah. And what, I so, want to know what this well, what happened here. What they do is uh, they just check its blood pressure and take some blood samples and like a, they do a little biopsy and. Uh, just kind of check it out all over to make sure everything's okay and everything's good. Uh, and then that lasts a couple hours and then they'll put it right back in its uh, habitat and it'll just wake up and, or it's uh, uh, enclosure and it'll wake up and wow. uh, I'm sure it'll be a little stunned, Yeah, uh, but <laughs> it's a, uh, it's worth noting that we met at my sister's wedding Oh, yeah. uh, and as we went around the room meeting people in the wedding party, you were like, I work on TV and at Boulevard Brewery. And me yeah. and Viv, uh, who were just getting ready to start the podcast, like whispered in unison, he's on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the nicest thing I we can say cut. behind somebody's we, back, which we do with some frequency now. Like, we were at a comedy show and we leaned over and like, she's on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and that was actually the fourth checkbox for me. Uh, yeah. Be on TV, work at the zoo, uh, work at a brewery, be on Missouri Loves Company. Yes. Uh, be, we're up there with gorilla Reg- regular on a podcast is a good 30 something checkbox yeah that's, uh... <laughs> up there with gorilla checkups <laughs> I, I wish that it was like see the inside of a gorilla so that's like just half checked yeah. like it's like i was so close mm. i was in the room where it happens the, i saw the outside of a gorilla thing about a lot of that too is uh you like growing up you see pictures of giraffes and zebras and rhinos and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, then when you go to the zoo, you look and you go, yes, that is what that animal looks yeah. like. And that is appropriate. Everything is proportionate. <laughs> but when you actually get up close to some of these animals, like it is amazing how gigantic they are. Huh. Because the um, uh, they have a the barn where they keep the giraffes, like when it's cold in winter and everything. Uh, there's a second level where they'll go up there and they can like put out branches and food for them and everything. We got to go up there and the uh, host, the talent, uh, got to hand feed the giraffes. Mm. And I mean, their head is like the size of a small car. 
and it's just gigantic. And it just until you actually get up close to it, I mean, you really have no idea uh, how big some of these animals really are. Do you also hear the Jurassic Park music in your head uh-huh. when he's talking? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, why don't you crack one of those and, and uh, oh, yeah, I will share a story. Uh, we have a, a, a zoo in LA that uh, as uh, it's a sad zoo. It's not the best zoo. It's 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 a it's a sad zoo. Uh, so it, it, to try and get uh, millennial types excited about coming, they started doing these summer like zoo after dark nights uh, where they're like, you can get drunk and walk around the park and you can see some of the animals. And there are themes. There's themes. It's <laughs> we 80, went on 80s night. It's 80s night. We've got some cover bands. It's going to be all cool and stuff. Uh, but that meant that like the elephant habitat at some point, they're like, we're going to lead the elephant out. But it was just a hundred drunk 28 year olds mm-hmm. like screaming at an elephant. So it's like, this is actually not fun. I'm actually like, I can do zoos without focusing on like this is weird that the animals are trapped here, but that was the part that was like, look, animals needn't to be trapped here and have to deal with that dick bag from Instagram. All I want like, is my <laughs> own private zoo where I can look at animals and also be drinking. Like I don't know why that's so unreasonable. <laughs> well, the KC Zoo had uh, a a, um, a night that was brew at the zoo. Uh-huh. They had a bunch of breweries come out, and they had some uh, restaurants come out as well, and they did like bites and drinks and all that, and. It made me realize that, I mean, like the, people compare like toddlers to drunk people all the time, you know. <laughs> um, and it made me realize that it kind of like drinking a bunch kind of reverts you to that childlike state where they. That's saw so the, big. Yeah, that that <laughs> elephant is so and big. The polar bear was just doing backflips like in the water like he normally does, and just kind of swims up to the glass and pushes off. But every single time he did it, mm-hmm. the whole crowd of people just goes, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like every 30 seconds, they yeah. did the exact same thing. It was so amazing every time. <laughs> so what's this first beer we're having a sample so, of tonight? Uh, the first one I cracked open here, this is the Casey Pills. Uh, it's only available regionally here. Uh, it's, it, all the stuff that I brought tonight is by Boulevard. And, uh, and let's just acknowledge something for uh, people that aren't in the Midwest. Uh, Boulevard is everything out here. Not only has it does it win all the goddamn awards, but like I also can't tell which bars are Boulevard Brewery only or just love Boulevard so much that it's all the signs in their window. Like at the airport. Not the just signs, too. but like murals on the sides yeah. of, bu- of buildings for bars and liquor stores. Like it'll just say Boulevard on the brick wall. Uh, it, when... It's like PBR in Chicago. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there is a love here of it that even if you're unaffiliated with the brand, you're like, why don't I just paint a bunch of Boulevard on whatever yeah. I own? <laughs> I, I finally drove by what I assume is the actual brewery or or at least like brew house out in on the west side. Uh, and we're on the, the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. So it's not, it's not just in every bar. It's, it's, it is actually <laughs> it's here actually in town. Yeah. yeah. And that was actually kind of a thing that I didn't realize was a thing until I went up to, um, a family's, uh, like a family event up in Wisconsin. And I thought, well, you know, I'm in the area. Let me just run across the street to the bar and just grab a local beer, uh, you know, when in Rome. and Which I appreciate your impetus. I'm going to get an local beer. Yes. One of those. (laughs) Bring me the localest thing you have. (laughs) And so... This is made in the basement. (laughs) Next closest. (laughs) And um, so I got uh, Spotted Cow, which is uh, by the brewery New Glarus up there. And I said, yeah, and I'd heard of that before. So I said, yeah, can I get a spotted cow? And it's just a cream ale of theirs. It's the most popular of theirs. I'd never had it before, but I'd heard of it. So I thought that's a good place to start. 
and there's some guys down, you know, good old boys at the end of the bar drinking their uh, Miller and uh, and looked like they had their spot at the bar that they were always there, you know, every Saturday night. And uh, and they go, well, what the hell are you drinking that crap for? And like to me, I was like, no, 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 this is this is your local beer. This mm-hmm. is you should. This is the team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it made me realize just kind of that, like how much love there really is for Boulevard in Kansas City. Yeah. And just that like everybody's got it on tap. Everybody's had a wheat before. <laughs> and it's just, and everybody just kind of gathered around it and they love it. And it's no surprise that it's gotten as big as it has. Yeah. So what's I, what's the deal with this? Oh, go ahead. No. No. Well, just that I, I just wanted to mourn for a second that I yes. have to drink wine because <laughs> I, I I love beer, uh, and then uh, a couple years ago, I, I discovered that I I have a wheat allergy. <laughs> um, like I'm not full celiac; it won't eat my stomach lining. So I am going to have tiny sips of, of everything that you guys try. Just <laughs> thank the, you. I'm glad the you tiniest are. Tiniest of sips, but I used to do that. I used to I I mean, when I would travel, I would always ask for the local beer, and sometimes yeah. it was great, and sometimes it wasn't. But like, I don't understand those guys at the bar shitting on just the idea of. Asking for a local beer. Right. And, I mean, this has probably been 15 years ago. or so, no, Not 15. I, would, I wouldn't have been 21. Uh, but, uh, I mean, probably like 10 years ago or something that uh, just the, the craft brewing industry uh, was still growing and exploding and uh, is still happening today. So, uh, it's just people are constantly, you know, getting on board with it. And uh, just people are drinking more and more of it all the time. So... The, the, the tragedy of her thing is that she uh, loved beer and now can't drink it. And I don't know dick about beer. I don't get so it at I, all. I'm I get trying. to order what I would order and just look at it. And then she's like, here, have this. And I'm like, good. And I don't know what the difference between anything. So she's like, tell me about it. Like, tastes like beer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's what am I supposed to be noticing in this Pilsner? So with the Pilsner. Um, so uh, this is great for a, a podcast, for a, an audio for an audio medium. I, yeah, I love it. Yeah. No, I love, I love, I actually do love well, it. You know, I was yeah. thinking about it earlier and I was like, there's so many, um, sensories that go into the beer experience and taste and smell and sight and like mouthfeel and everything. And I was like, audio is not yeah. the biggest <laughs> part of that. But there... Well, but it all looks like beer. It. Like, at least there's that. Right? It does. Yeah, if it you're does. listening to this, you know what the glass looks like. <laughs> you're drinking out of pork glasses, too, by the way. Oh, you're you're just the regular Star Wars one. We're yeah. saving but, the porks for labor. Okay, <laughs> for the really good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, the Pilsner's in a Kylo Ren. Yeah. It's basically garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but the... Uh, so the, the Casey Pills... Uh, so there's two uh, main styles of beer. Uh, there's ales and lagers. A pilsner is a lager, and lagers are going to be more light, refreshing, and crisp. So that's what you should be noticing out of this one. And lagers are going to be a lot more easy drinking. There's a lower ABV to them. Uh, it's a bit more balanced and mild, not too hoppy, not too malty. Uh, this one should have a nice kind of crisp hop taste mm-hmm. to it um, that uh, uh, is going to be a very good uh, transition for somebody who likes domestics into craft beer. So this is... I just did something with my tongue to indicate towards Philip that I, I was tasting something as if I was like reflecting on a flavor I just had. <laughs> I don't know why that was my reaction. You're like, yeah, I noticed that. I was like, no. Just like tongue <laughs> out like a cat. Like, little, yeah. a little, I, no, a I'm, little I'm mutt, doing it. <laughs> yeah. little, little puppy mutt. <laughs> <laughs> so but this, I, I kind of started on the lower end uh, here and then we can kind of build up from there a little bit. But uh, this is kind of a good uh, a transitional 
beer for people who have never had craft beer before. They can be uh, craft beer can be super intimidating mm-hmm. uh, for people. And, and then in between each beer, I'm going to be drinking a 19 Crimes, a red mm-hmm. wine uh, out of uh, Europe. That's uh, that'll cleanse the palate. Is right? that out of Europe? Out of Europe. Are you sure? Uh, Poland, I believe. Okay. Yeah. That would be Europe. Yeah. Are you also a wine guy, or is it? Are you just beer only? Uh, unfortunately, I have absolutely no wine palate. I can tell if it's a red or a white, that's and that's okay. about as far as it goes. <laughs> we're, we're like bizarro each other. This is fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, over you know the last uh, however many years it's been. I don't really want to do math right now, but uh, uh, I've just sort of like really been learning a lot about beer and uh, developing more of a palate for that. That when I go to drink wine, it's just it's there's too much going on there that I really can't break down mm-hmm. because it's just such a different you know vehicle. Yeah, yeah. It's been a few years since I've had to go off beer, and I still don't really have that sophisticated or at all really sophisticated a palette like I mean there are some starting to be able to tell some some wines apart but for the most it's it's nowhere near like where I was getting with with beer the uh the dumb thing I tried this week was to try and finally find a wine diary app for us oh. <laughs> and I found a bunch that will scan the label and we can put in instructions like whether we liked it or not whether because... we should use our aerator on it or right. not because we can never remember if that makes it better or worse we can also <laughs> rarely remember which ones we liked and didn't so yeah. we wind up getting them again and we're like drat yeah. uh, but it we, that out... it, we do we do say drat out loud to each other that's what we do a lot uh, but it turns out like overwhelmingly almost all these apps are based on uh then selling you more wines or wines based on that. So like it's even even the ones that had like a paid version, it was like it's paid, but like you can only access so many wines a month in your diary and then the rest you have to read like Yelp reviews from other people. And I was like, That's there so is weird. nothing in this world I've ever cared about less than what somebody else thinks about what I'll a just, wine tastes like. Am I gonna end up am I gonna just like buy a journal, like an actual paper journal? It, it seems like the better answer than yeah. almost, I, I installed like nine apps and it gave them all access to my Facebook account. I've yeah. got to undo that tonight. Oh yeah, all Whoops. of your Facebook friends know that you're looking at wine apps. I mean, in general, yes, they do. That's just deduction. But uh, So what's the second one we're on to here? Uh, so the next one I popped open here, this is Tank 7. Uh, this now, this is, is the award winner, right? This one like best beer in the world. Yeah, so a few years ago, this actually won... Uh, the World Beer Cup in Belgium, voted on by Belgians as the best Belgian-style beer. Suck it, Europe! <clears throat> and so, I think they were a little miffed about that, but uh, uh, definitely is, is a really good beer. And so this is actually one of the Smokestack series. Uh, the Smokestack series was originally a line of uh, Belgian-style beers, very similar to what our founder, John McDonald, oh, geez, uh, fell good. in love with years ago in Paris <laughs> when he s- discovered, you know, uh, craft beer, things beyond the domestic, you know, uh, American light lagers. And uh, so this was, the Tank 7 was so one of the So he started ones. this as a Belgian style, like line, like it was just Belgians or it was... <laughs> so the first beers that he made were like the Boulevard Wheat, Boulevard Pale Ale, uh, a couple of seasonals, but uh, since then uh, really expanded the brand and everything. And the Smokestack series was, I think, really the first, like, like really Belgian styles, like heavy with like the Belgian yeasts and that kind of thing. So uh, Tank 7 was one of the first ones that, you know, uh, really kind of got that brand going and is the highest selling smokestack beer uh, just because it is 
uh, again, it's lighter in color. It's a lot more accessible for people, and uh, it's widely available at like a lot of different bars, and it's very accessible to a lot of people, and it has a lot of great smells and flavors, too. This has like eight times the flavor of the Pilsner you gave me. <laughs> that might just yeah. be my tongue at this point, but I was like, that first one tasted like water, and this I don't one know, Try that like thing a... with your tongue again. Oh, now I yeah. understand. It's weird. <laughs> I, I have to lick the back of my false tooth, and then that's where, it, it gets that's where the flavor in. is. Yeah. So yeah, this one's got uh, a different uh, yeast strain, and uh, also that is going to in a different uh, different hops and different malts, and that's where it's going to get a lot of the flavors and smells from. So uh, this one is going to have a higher ABV. Uh, the Pilsner, I think, is four point eight, and this one is eight point five. Now, what drew you to beer? Other than the obvious that everyone loves beer. Like, what made you be like, you know what, I'm actually going to pursue it? <laughs> uh, when I first turned 21 and I only drank liquor, cocktails, a uh, little bit of wine, couldn't drink beer, tasted awful, didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. Uh, and just so I just kind of stuck with mixed drinks and, and wine, like sweeter wines. And uh, that was just kind of my wheelhouse. But then at one point, somebody brought over some hard cider. To a party, and I tried it's a that. Gateway. Yes, yeah. it, it, it's exactly yeah. what it was. From Jack and Coke back into beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I started drinking a lot more uh, hard cider, and then uh, for one of my birthdays, somebody was like, "Oh, we'll just buy you a pitcher of Bud Light," and not wanting to turn down free alcohol, uh, I drank that, and I was like, "Actually, this is." drinkable now like i'm actually okay with this <laughs> and so like for and it was only like a few months is there, is there a moment of what have i done when you're like bud light i can ingest this now <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait i know that that's wrong <laughs> it shouldn't be i did i was i did not know yet yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what else was out there and so uh, at one point i was my parents actually live out in colorado uh now and we were out there visiting they one good time beer there they do mm-hmm. i mean that is like the mecca for mm-hmm. for breweries and they're just popping up is that where fat tire Yes. Of, yeah. And that was actually the first craft beer I ever had. Yeah, they have a really good gluten-free beer. Not that you have any reason to drink that, but mm-hmm. just so you know, they make uh, my what? favorite. Yeah. 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 And uh, they, uh, the Fat Tire was the first craft beer that I had, and it just, it, it was like that going, you know, from the, the pills to the Tank 7. There was just such a drastic, you know, flavor difference that I realized that there's so much more out there, and then I just... Then Bud Light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it just, my world yeah. exploded. When, out there. When I was, I think, 19, I went on a date, a first date, with a guy to a bar that didn't card, and, like, I mean, I I dabbled in, in drinking, like, through high school and stuff, but, like, I'd never ordered a drink at a bar, and I was so nervous, and he asked me what I wanted to drink, and I just, as casually as I could, said, like, oh, I'll just have a Bud, and this was insane. <laughs> San Francisco where people don't drink Budweiser and they definitely don't call it Bud and they definitely don't order it in cool bars and he laughed in my face and so I'm pretty sure that's why I got into beer just like my ego had to heal from that moment so, <laughs> I'll just have a Bud that's what he did <laughs> actually uh, uh, Bud or like Anheuser-Busch has some of the best Marketing. Mm-hmm. I really think they have a great marketing team, but there is a billboard, or at least it was on I-35, driving back, and it's a it's a Bud Light can with the uh, KC Chiefs logo on it, and the text next to it says, "Beer with your team's name on it." <laughs> That's the whole ad, 
And I was just like, you can literally just swap that logo out and put that all over the country. Well, Budweiser's the one that changed the name of it to America during the yeah. election. Exactly. <laughs> which that... I still think is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever <laughs> but seen. But that, that just sounds straight out of, I don't know, do you watch BoJack Horseman? I have not yet. Well, I, I it, need to. There's this, run, there's this running gag throughout the show where every once in a while there will be like a banner that says like, happy birthday, Princess Carolyn, and make it in a nice font. Like, that's what the banner said. And then that's what that billboard sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just it's <clears throat> I just thought that was such a, a like like blatant just like somebody like describing what they should like yeah. do in like a meeting well what how should we advertise yeah. this well, beer with their team name on it, it cool well, done sold. we're out of might this might as well meeting. say middle America loves it yeah, yeah. Like, we're just telling I mean, you you love it that's <laughs> like that's what coke is doing with like you can put your name on a can but this didn't quite execute it yeah. all that well. <laughs> Have you seen the Diet Coke campaign? Uh, yeah. <laughs> to appeal to millennials, they're putting Diet Coke into skinnier cans. Of different at, colors. Of different colors. <laughs> wow. You know, because millennials love individuality. And it's like, you could have paid one millennial to go into that room and be like, no one will give a shit about this idea. Like, spend 15 grand on that guy to come in for the day. I'm pretty sure one millennial went into that room and was just like, million dollars, please. And that's Skinny why we have that. Yeah. Can. <laughs> And what if they were different colors? Brilliant! Brilliant! What Yet colors? none of them are millennial pink, which is interesting. What is millennial pink? It was, oh. Is it new? No. Is <laughs> it new? <laughs> it was like the color of the year last year, like, not Pantones, but one of those things that does color of the year. It's really not worth talking about. Okay. It's a color. Millennial pink was between 84 and 92. Uh. <laughs> It's like one of those board games. It's just like between nine and 99-year-olds can play this. It was all over the SAG Awards red carpet. Did you guys not see? Did neither of you see that? No? No? Okay. No one here watched the SAG Awards. <laughs> no. Unless you maybe did. I, Kristen Bell hosted it. She, she did. And I First have... host ever. They've never had a host before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they've never had a host before? No. They just have presenters. She was the first one ever. Oh, I thought you were doing a bit. Nope. I was going to say. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. what, they couldn't find an actor to host the Yeah, no. They've just never known what to do. I thought you <laughs> dropped a word and meant to say first lady host ever. No. Or no, no so that's what host. I thought when I read that headline. And I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong about this. If I am, Terrence, edit all of this out. Everything I've said since the start of the podcast until now. Also, Terrence doesn't need to fact check us. We're not paying him. Uh, While we move on to the next beer, I will suggest that you subscribe to my podcast with Terrence, the coolest kids. Hi, Terrence. Uh, Terrence edits this show, edits that show. Hire Terrence for your podcasting needs. Also, buy his cookies. Buy his cookies. uh, Support him on Patreon. Uh, we have been uh, on a weird kick on that show lately, where we start out with a, a real, a real train of, of real classic emo albums, and lately it's gotten into stuff that like either one or both of us have never heard before from like 2003, and then delves into conversations about separating art from artist and mm-hmm. other things that we're currently facing across a variety of mediums. Uh, and it's been some real dark uh, and real deep conversations with some guests, and it's just been a it's not the show that it is described as right now, and we're trying to autocorrect on that, but the last couple of episodes have been really, really interesting. Yeah. So give that one a listen. The Coolest Kids on uh, on iTunes. And also, just, you know, now this is the Terrence podcast. We say, I think, we talk about and to Terrence in every episode, and we say support Terrence and hire him. Have we ever said where to find him? Is he at the Black Nerd? At the Black Nerd on, on all platforms. On, on all Twitter platforms. and stuff. Oh, uh, except for Instagram, at Godspeed You Black Nerd. Great. This has been the Terrence plug. This we, episode brought to you by Terrence. By Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So, so back to beer. How, do you, how <laughs> do you get into beer? Like, how do you physically, like, I know people must come up to you all the time and be just like when uh, anyone I know that works in video games is like a video game tester or whatever. And they're like, Hi, I want that job. Give me that job. You must just constantly have people uh, bugging the hell out of you asking that question. <laughs> how do well, I do a beer? Yeah. Uh, so how do I get paid beer? <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, up till about a year and a half ago, uh, the tasting room and gift shop and everything at Boulevard was located in uh, Brewhouse One, which was their original facility. They had uh, expanded the to a second brew house in 2006, so that was its own thing. But the tasting room and gift shop were still uh, pretty small. I mean, like uh, maybe like 30, 40 person capacity, and for one of the largest breweries in the country, uh, I mean that was that was not a lot of space. So they expanded a year and a half ago to a new building and got a bigger beer hall. Uh, they upped the, the tours program and got a bigger gift shop and had kind of a self-guided tour area and everything. I uh, really wanted to do that a lot bigger. Also, let's just uh, we've been on a couple of tours of places. A self-guided tour around a drinking place sounds like the worst, stupidest, baddest idea. This like, is another silo. Like, <laughs> just d- promise us you won't step in anything or touch any buttons. Like, uh, okay, I'm good. Yeah, there's just kind of like a couple panels of like history of beer and like uh, this is some of our early packaging and this is what this looked like. Now please proceed upstairs and drink. So that's kind that of more the, uh, the not not it was too more of depth. a speakeasy entrance than a tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Exactly. And um, so about uh, almost a year ago, they put out a thing on social media saying, hey, we're hiring uh, barbacks, tour guides, kitchen staff, bartenders, uh, everything, gift shop, you know, uh, 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 you know, front desk associates, everybody to help us, you know, make this new space. And I actually didn't see it. I'm not super active on social media a lot of times, so... It did I, take uh, a couple of months to get you booked on this show. Through yeah. I've, I've got a Facebook account. Oh, yeah. You have, you have pending messages. Um, but, Phil! Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, but during this time, like four different people sent me this link on Twitter that was like, hey, I really think you should look into this. And at the time, I was like, no, this is going to be a super competitive job. Uh, there, There's no way I'd get anything. Well... Let me let me try. Let me see uh, if I could maybe be a bartender or uh, maybe just like work at the front desk. Or... Oh, so like you've never been a bartender before, but you're like, I would I would try. I would try yeah. to do. I, I'll take any job that I can get. I'll work in the kitchen. Uh, I didn't think I would get, you know, a tour guide position. I uh, it, it's not often that I actually get up in front of people and speak. Um, but then I kind of started thinking about it and well, you know, at my other job at the TV station, you know, once, once a week I get up in front of a sales staff and talk about what we're doing and, uh, all of that. So I went in and they had, basically it was just an open house that, uh, they gave us a questionnaire and then you fill out these different answers and it had the best question I have ever (laughs) been asked in an interview. What is your spirit animal? Uh-huh. This actually appropriates from Native American culture. <clears throat> I got I got in I mean, trouble for this. No, I get in tr- I got yeah. it. Yeah, my I I the you're, the you're, pe- you're peeking so hard. <laughs> oh, am I? Okay. Yeah, I've I've gotten yelled for at 
for that online too. But I oh, want to so hear I would, what if, your if, answer if was. If you are putting together a questionnaire for a job, then I would not recommend you do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for fear of backlash. Also, this is a diff- for a different demographic than the people that like read my stuff or the people applying for a, a job in beer in Kansas I, I, City. I will posit <laughs> that given a platform, it's not great, but it does sound like it is probably useful in. Yeah. <clears throat> I, what if, was your answer? If yeah. you could phrase it, I guess, in a different yeah, yeah. way. We sorry to rain on, no, on no, your no, but, parade. Well, I mean, but it's, a, it's a good thing to, to acknowledge. But yeah. if, I guess, yeah, like phrasing it in a different <laughs> way, I feel like it was such a good... Um, open-ended question yeah also i'm so sorry because it feels like we just sprung a trap on you like oh gotcha it's like um you're the bad man now <laughs> this, this well, is like home alone but with wokeness but and you oh, what man. what was your answer so i answered that my spirit animal would be a miniature schnauzer why because <laughs> in germany giant schnauzers would guard the breweries so in America, oh, oh, miniature you're schnauzers yeah. would guard the microbreweries. Oh my god! Yeah, hired. And so I, for whatever reason, in that moment, I had Viv from HR created. finds this adorable. You're just so clever. <laughs> yes. Put that man in front of people. Yeah. And so, uh, and and the lady who uh, interviewed me because they had uh, like probably seven, eight people interviewing uh, the different, you know. Uh, uh, people potential uh employees and she said that was the only one all day that she highlighted and shared with other people that's it's really like, fucking clever <laughs> my uh, my friend eric lau who you've met uh mm-hmm. got into uh northwestern university where we met uh the end of our uh application uh to the school was that there's this giant chicago mural next to the freeway in Chicago for you're driving into the city, everybody sees it. And they're like, if you could repaint it with something, what would you put up there? And I wrote some long, really bullshit. So like, smart I'm trying, though, I'm sure. I'm trying I'm sure to get into, so co- no, just <laughs> kissing so much ass. Uh, and he did not want to get into Northwestern. So what he wrote on his, uh, instead of the 3000 suggested words was, uh, they should paint it with white because people shouldn't be distracted while driving. And, and they were like, Ooh. accepted. And, you know, and when he didn't get into school, he wanted to, he was like, I'm glad that I was the biggest smart ass. They were like, you know what? Let that one in. Like yeah. one, one good fuck you answer per year. We're going to accept. That is that. hilarious. And you've met Eric. That's Eric. Yeah. Like distracted driving kills people every day. Yeah. Mm. Don't have murals. He, art, art is dangerous. Also, I don't want to answer your fucking question. He got There's the fuck nothing, you. He nothing. Got the fuck scholarship <laughs> I'm, I'm a senior in high school in the middle of new york city i've got stuff to do yeah. <laughs> so what is it that we're drinking because uh, i've now drank most of it and i don't so understand what good. it is so this one actually is i think one of the coolest beers we have right now because it's kind of a hybrid it's actually a dry hopped porter so a porter first of all that's a band i would watch oh you heard dry hop porter oh they got this sort of like porter's head thing but like bluesy yeah it's it's like it'd be like sort of like a hybrid like heavy metal meets bluegrass or yeah. something I mean, like like two things that don't seem like they go together and you just is that what the band slightly stupid is i've never figured that out it's like Should it's be. like somehow rich and bitter like you know people like 311 yeah <laughs> So um, the it's it's a dark beer, it's a porter, and you're gonna get that by using darker malts, and that's where the sugars are gonna come from to uh, ferment into alcohol, and with the darker malts, you're going to get 
uh, some more of that kind of roasty, toasty, chocolatey uh, coffee flavors in there. But they dry hop it, and that is adding hops to the fermentation process rather than the brewing process. So you're going to get a lot more aroma and uh, flavors rather than just the straight bitterness. So it smells like an IPA which has a lot of hops in it, but it tastes like a porter with kind of uh, some nice floral and uh, like fruit flavors to it. So it's this really cool hybrid that... <laughs> this would be my favorite beer out here, I think, if I could... I'm just taking the tiniest of sips and I'm going to suffer for it tomorrow, but it's I, so I good. I absolutely adore the the art style that, uh, that crosses everything. <laughs> Uh, all, all of the all of the labels for everything that Boulevard does shares an art style, which is somehow both uh, like authoritarian, uh, but also welcoming. What's this one called? Uh, Flora Obscura. There's there's all great, great names. names. There's, there's all great, great art. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's weird because like it all looks the same, but you can very clearly from a distance tell every beer apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. and like even the packaging and boxes are all sort of color coded. Uh, when we're in uh, Gomer's or someplace like that, you can see from a distance where each one is. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's such a cool like system that they have in can, place. Something I've never known. Does the shape of the bottle uh, again great for an audio medium? Um, does the shape of the bottle <laughs> Like have any practical purpose because I'm looking at, at at our table and there are a few beers out and half of them I, I don't even know what how to describe the the shapes. So but. the um, we have a couple different bottle types uh, bottle types styles and types. Um, <laughs> working bottle Michael types. <laughs> and um, so the kind of more year round beers, the more sessional beer sessionable beers, the lower ABV ones. Mm-hmm ones that are not in the smokestack series those are in kind of shorter uh wider bottles those Mm -hmm. are the heritage bottles and again we do that uh for like that's what the wheat was in that's what you know the pale ale was in and that's just kind of to set that apart from the smokestack series visually okay and then the smokestack series are it's still a 12 ounce bottle they're both 12 ounces but it's taller and thinner okay so it just helps set those apart a little bit but there's no uh it, it doesn't, doesn't change the flavor it doesn't change or anything the flavor of okay. it. it doesn't i've never known cool yeah. thank you and then we also have our larger 750 milliliters which are those are cork yeah. and cage uh like a champagne style bottle that those are uh for higher ABV beers that you usually want to share with people. And, uh, usually, yeah, usually, um, I, you know, on many occasions I've sat down and gone through a whole one myself, but it is, uh, definitely one of those that you, uh, you just, you take to a bottle share or you have, you know, some friends over and you can split it just like you would a bottle of wine. We're, we're, we're large guys. We can put away a lot in a sitting and we're also very friendly. We're, we're high functioning palcoholics. Alcoholics. Stop it. Well, now oh. you guys have a podcast. <laughs> oh, alcoholics. <Yeah. laughs> I feel like No one steal that. We have to start job. that right now. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> Terrence edited out but into a different podcast. <laughs> So, but yeah, so that's Terrence kind of edited the, out shirts are we're it's the first thing we're going to sell. It's our on this first show. merch. Yeah. <laughs> I want it just for me. <laughs> So, but uh, uh, yeah, and then we started actually putting some of the uh, higher ABV stuff into 12 ounce, like mm-hmm. four packs, uh, which I really liked mm-hmm. uh, because I really like our bourbon barrel quad. But 
like sometimes <laughs> I did just I could not sit down and drink a whole thing of it by myself. But uh, just a twelve ounce bottle, just one glass is is perfect. Yeah, well, the, this floor obscura, I, we just drank the whole thing. But also, like I don't think I could drink more than a glass of that a day. Like that's that's a heavy thing. Yeah, Co- coming and coming from California, I I got really into IPAs. So a lot of those, like the especially the the little micro craft breweries, are in the like seven plus percent range of ABV and it's like that I really like beer and so you know when you have to limit yourself to one because it's just it's it's a lot of alcohol in there we we, I've also had a couple of false starts where I've asked somebody to be in California my buddy that will explain my palcoholic to explain Mm -hmm. to me why I should care about beer and then they'll take me to the place that has like a couple different like Pliny the Youngers or something like that mm-hmm. and I'm like well this doesn't mean anything to me it's just matrix code on my tongue like yeah, I it, understand it's the best that it gets but it doesn't who cares I don't know yeah it like it's hard to drink if you haven't developed the taste for it it's like oh I had to stand in line to get this beer at this beer fest like this like this Pliny Pliny the Younger thing it's like and I hate it like Michael Scott drinking Scot- scotch and soda exactly <laughs> like, just, <laughs> yeah you have to you have to really work your way up to that kind of thing (laughs) but that's the thing about beer is that like there's so many different varieties and styles and you can like or not like like, certain things yeah. and there's I mean there's certain beers that like people go nuts for every year and they're like I love this beer it is so good and I drink it and I go meh yeah it's not my thing uh-huh. and and it, for a while I I would drink it and go, oh, yeah, that's, oh, yeah, of course, this is, oh, oh yeah, so they oh, don't judge so you good. and know you're not cool. Exactly. Yeah, and, and like, it's I just wanted to taste palette, with, with, yeah. With the big boys, and I wanted to drink yeah. what they drink and like what they like, and so that it looked like I knew what I was talking about, but it got to a point where I realized that I was just like, it doesn't yeah. matter that, like, they don't care yeah. if I like it or not, and it's just more for them. And, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, but I like trying all these different styles and types, just so that I can find what's good and what I like. And, uh, and and the more you drink of all these different things, too, you find out if you like hoppy beers, if you like maltier beers, mm-hmm. dark beers, light beers. And uh, it's kind of like I was mentioning earlier, too, for people who aren't into, like, the craft beer thing. And if they just, you know, go, it's like every week or, you know, every whenever there's a football game, their buddies come over, they just go, they pick up their 30-pack of Bush Light or whatever, and that's their go-to thing. Meanwhile, they are, they've done our, all their shopping already and they're in their car driving off and I'm still standing in front of this gigantic wall going, no, I got an Odell last week and I just finished a, some IPA so I shouldn't get this or this, but if I get this, and I'm like deciphering this code of what I should get yeah. and it's like, oh, well, this is new, but no, I just like, I'd rather get this seasonal if I'm going to get that and for so many people, like, it sounds like you're in the same place that I was, again, still mourning my loss of beer, but, like, it becomes a hobby, and if and if it's not your hobby, like, then don't bother with it. Like, it's, don't, it's kind yeah. of a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, but if you don't love it, like, if you don't like it, if you don't care what you're drinking, mm-hmm. then don't care what you're drinking, but yeah, but if you do, but that that sounds dark. <laughs> Well, no, then just... Yeah, I just want to be drunk. Like, no, <laughs> no, like you said, like, then you grab your, like, 24-pack of whatever is mm-hmm. cheapest, but, like, I don't know. It it sounds like what you're doing, it's because you you like exploring with it, but it, it's not for yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. But if you like, it's just like, uh, if you have your go-to and you go, I, I know I like 
Boulevard Wheat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to get a Boulevard Wheat. I'm not sure what this other thing is. Uh, it's an IPA. I don't know if I'd like that. So I'll just have a Boulevard Wheat. That's fine. It's like, the, and there's all different. I mean, there's mm-hmm. extremes on both ends. Talking about it makes it sound so weird because both sound so weird. Like, I've got to do a different one every time because I'm a mad person. Or, like, I found the one that I like and I will drink the same thing every day until it yeah. kills me. Both spectrums of that sound weird in the extract. But, yeah, that's a tom- yeah. That's, that's a normal thing. That's what we do. It's not what I do because I'm scared of it, too. So I just keep <laughs> buying the sampler packs of Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the like, the sampler pack of what New Belgium puts out. Like, yeah. they do a holiday, like, 24 pack. And that's a really cool way to explore. Or- and that's how every year I find out again, I'm basic. I'm so basic. <laughs> He, loves, Brock. he <laughs> loves the pumpkin New Belgium. <laughs> and those oh, winter yeah. rails. You yeah. Know. <laughs> oh, the pump kick? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. I like that. Yeah, but, and, and I mean, there and there's so much out there to try mm-hmm. that it can be overwhelming. And uh, so you just kind of go around with people. And if, if you are into it, you go to a lot yeah. more places. So you, you know, have access to a lot more and you drink a lot more yeah. of those things. But if you don't go to those places as much, then... I mean, just by default, by math, uh, you don't drink as much of it. So. Right. I, I I always love going to places like, like like how I assume the Boulevard Brew House is. We haven't been in there, but what was like your any of well, any place oh. that the where you can go and get a flight from one specific brewery, it was always so much fun because it's yeah, just getting to taste like a few ounces of everything that some place does is. Yeah, like I said, like that that can turn into a hobby. It becomes really fun. What's your favorite brewery you've done? Uh, I mean, I always loved going down to Stone in uh, in San Diego when we lived in LA. Uh, All right. But also, they were they were like a gateway for me into craft <laughs> brewery because they've become really big now. Um, do you think that detracts from what they do? No, no, it's, it's just, just less indie. It, it's just like going there and doing the tour and getting a flight of stuff. It, they're, I love Stone Beers. Also, they do a gluten free one now too, which is great. But like, I don't know, the flavor palette isn't on on all of their beers isn't necessarily like as complex as when you like when you get really snobbish about it. Um, well, because they really specialize in uh, IPAs and yeah. hoppier beers and stuff. They they were my gateway into IPAs, into yeah. like real California beers. And that's sort of that West Coast IPA, which mm-hmm. uh, they go, that's kind of become a style that's, uh, you know, it's really hoppy and they're just going for those big hot bombs. Yeah. And then uh, another thing that I think is really cool uh, with that is that um, there's kind of a new emerging style called a Northeast IPA. Oh. Uh, that's basically kind of like a hazy uh, IPA. And hazy is in like unfiltered? Like, yeah, kind of unfiltered okay. uh, IPA. And so uh, they're just not going to filter out as much of the uh, the sediment and huh. everything in the in the filtration process. So it gives it kind of a different look and color and uh, also kind of uh, adds a little bit of flavor to it. So, uh, I mean, we've been brewing for thousands of years and we're still kind of coming up with these, uh, people are kind of, you know, reinventing and reintroducing these styles. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of an ever growing thing still. Yeah. We went to a place called the uh, Lost Spirits Distillery. 
Oh yeah, uh, down in Los Angeles. We've uh, talked about it on the podcast, we have right? Before, I don't but know they, if you've heard. They do that. just yeah. uh, delve into like uh, flavor palettes and sorts of drinks that like are impossible to recreate because they are based on forms of wood that the trees are now extinct. Oh wow! So they'll like find furniture made from those trees. Holy and crap. like use computers to recreate that wood. So in the process, they're also trying to, in this Jurassic Park sort of way, bringing back extinct species of like plant and stuff <laughs> for the purpose of making a gin that fermented in a sunken like pirate ship. And you're like, okay, <laughs> cool. Like we're you're all on board here. And they're so they're making money hand over fist. So their uh, distillery. They made it to look like the lab from Jurassic Park, like all this like blue lighting. Well, that's part, that's one part of it for someone that does tours. Mm. Like they basically decided like, what if you got onto Pirates of the Caribbean or some ride at Disneyland and but it, it was took run you by the portal booze. AI? Yeah. <laughs> like she's constantly changing things on so you. So you, you get the, onto the a little alive. boat. Yeah. yeah. And it takes you like through their whole distillery. And at one point you go into their lab that looks like, yeah, the, any lab from Jurassic yeah, they're Park. Like, yeah. From like Jurassic Park and Splice. And they were like, we, we set it with all these blue lights. Cause that's what we saw in those movies. And it turns out it's fucking impossible to work in that way. That's why all those mistakes yeah. happen. So they, they put chandeliers up that they can turn on. I was like, you have so yeah. much money. It's it's Disneyland meets distillery tour, and it's it's amazing. Uh, I, so I just, I just I saw your eyes widen yeah. uh, when you I took a sip I got of this next in the one. Dick. What is this? Um, so this next one, I, I was gonna <laughs> yeah gonna warn you before in. you we took a drink. Uh, we kind of uh, I was kick, going to warn you, but you were drinking Brock and Brock Wilbur story. <laughs> so uh, this one is a little older. This is the Imperial Stout aged in whiskey barrels. Uh, this is the 2016 ah. um, <laughs> it year. It physically of hurts how good it is. <laughs> and um, this is one of my favorite beers that we make just because it is just. It's not coming back to me. <laughs> I want it. The glass has been. I, I've been passing one to Viv for little sips. Tiny is, little sips. And this is not coming back. And so this is our big boozy imperial style that we age in whiskey barrels for a few years. And uh, it just makes it this nice big beer. Uh, this is a sharing beer. Uh, no. For sure. <laughs> not giving it back. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was like a shot. Oh, this is the big bottle. I didn't see you open it. This oh, good. Is, this I'm, is I'm the one that looks like a wine bottle. This is the one that we bottle. have the most of. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, this is so these, good. these were my gateways into beer when they were like, oh, it's aged in whiskey. So it's like a whiskey beer. And I was like, tell me more about that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and that can go the other way, too. Like, mm-hmm. just like you said, that like if you're more into bourbon and whiskey and like uh, you kind of drink more spirits, uh, I remember there was a, uh, a, a guy that came up to me one time at. Uh, uh, after one of the tours, and he said, uh, "Just uh, give give me a couple of the girliest things you have." And I said, <laughs> "And I was like, I just had like an eighty year old woman in here who only drinks bourbon." So, <laughs> so excuse me, I sir. Don't know what <laughs> yeah. you want. So we have a new beer called Toxic Masculinity. Uh, it's really fragile, so be careful. Like a bright pink <laughs> yeah. bottle. <laughs> And so uh, I, I, I uh, found a thing this week that was going around that like they're selling uh, like baby borns now that are in camo yeah. for men that are insecure <laughs> about having a baby. I'm like, the fact that you have a baby shows the world that your dick works. Like, I don't know <laughs> like how insecure you have to be to be like, well, I, but also what if there was a gun there? Hmm? <laughs> so uh... <laughs> I feel like I'm giving you prompts here for jokes and you're like, I just want to talk He's about that here. story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Am I interrupting too much? <laughs> I'm asking. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> 
So, but no, this um, this beer is uh, obviously uh, a lot bigger, a lot heavier than all the other stuff that we've been drinking. And so, uh, this like this is one of my favorites just because it has that like big, rich. You're getting that like sort of sweetness out of it, and that that those malty. It uh, tastes like flavors. a pirate is mad at me. But then you're getting that a little bit of burn on that back end, uh, and but then there's a lot of sweetness from the the, uh, the fruitiness is the biggest surprise. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know that's coming from sort of the a lot of the hops, but then you're also getting some vanilla in there from the from the whiskey barrels, and there's just things like this that you can go everywhere from that Casey Pills, which is nice, easy drinking, balanced, mild. All the way up to something like this, where there's just a ton of stuff going on. I literally can't pay attention to you talking because there's so much <laughs> happening in this beer. Like you, you're absolutely right. That that pills, I would not notice if I drank an entire pitcher of it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it is still good. Like it's just uh, it's not it's not vying for attention. This is like the difference between reality TV and The Crown. Uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> This is incredibly good, and I love that it came in the largest bottle you've damned me tonight. (laughs) And so this is actually one uh, that we don't make this in the big bottles anymore. Fortunately, uh, we have started making the uh, one of those uh, 12-ounce four-packs that I mentioned earlier. (laughs) We have enough of a barrel-aging program now that we can make that year-round. I, I do appreciate that about how you guys package stuff because we can go into our local liquor store and like getting I've never seen the ability to grab a four pack like this before. Mm-hmm. So as if I find like two that I like in a week, like I'm like, oh, yeah, the, I have eight now instead of having to buy just a shit ton of beer. And it's kind of nice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's just kind of th- that's I've just thought that was such a cool thing that we've started doing. And uh, just ramping up that barrel aging program that just kind of started off small and uh, uh, has worked its way up. And we're still doing really cool stuff. We're finding really rare barrels, which actually we've done a couple of things over the last year uh, in what we call the Brewhouse One series, um, which we find these really unique barrels. And we make this really cool just kind of one-off beer. But I really wish they would rebrand it and call it the Rarer Barrel series. Rarer Barrels. See, you're going to like BoJack a lot. It's yeah. all jokes like that. <laughs> it's all the rural juror. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, because of Viv's condition. Uh, my like, condition. I, I've had more beer in my life with her than I've ever had before. Yeah. It's all been gluten-free beer. So like, I've, I, I think that's my line into now enjoying beer is that uh, I've had so much bad beer. Uh, no, it's I've I've learned so much about beer by by watching like how these different brands like remove the gluten aspect. Yeah, from because we should clarify that again. I'm not I'm oh, not yeah. full celiac, and anyone out there saying that there's no such thing as a gluten intolerance or allergy, fuck off. Um, I'll send you but... some pictures that'll prove that you're an yeah. asshole. <laughs> of. My face turning bright red. Yeah, uh, just that. Just saying. I'll send you pictures. Sounds weird, but um. So so of your, I, of your children. I'll yeah. send you pictures of your children. So I I can a lot of uh, gluten fully gluten free beer is usually made from sorghum, and a glass of sorghum tastes exactly how the word sounds. It's basically an onomatopoeia. Like it's just gross. Um. But the, there's this whole new trend in in gluten free. Or like gluten reduced beer that that like it's probably not great for people who are full celiac which people who listen to this yell at me if I'm wrong but they they make beer 
and then they remove the gluten from it. So if you if you're allergic to something else that's in wheat, these don't actually really make that much of a and difference the, for you. The logo that they show to removing gluten is usually a magnet. Yeah, that says glu- <laughs> that's removed. in that's an like, omission. Yeah, magnetic. it just takes it right out. It's science. It's yeah, just, we just we, we throw a couple magnets Ex- in there. It just it just pulls all of it exactly. out. Exactly. Through and, science. And the weird part is that like we're, we're pretty sure that what causes her to have this reaction is that she was a vegetarian as a as a kid, mm-hmm. and her parents were just like. Take care of yourself. Like, so you she- can do whatever you want, but you have to cook for yourself, which meant I just ate spaghetti and butter and bread all the time. Like, that's all I ate. Mm, and those good. fake meat products, which, Sorghum. exactly. <laughs> those ah. fake meat products are made from seitan, usually, like, which is just pure gluten. Right. So, I, it, it, Satan. I just ate too much Satan as a kid. Oh, now I can't yeah. have wheat. So, so anyway, the <laughs> but these, uh, I, I just, gluten-free beer that's made from sorghum, not for me, but... Uh, Stone, New Belgium, um, Omission makes three different styles of beer that are all like uh, gluten removed. Omission, yeah, which is o- great, just like gluteny. Yeah, like, the, there are some great pun names in this world. Yeah, uh, those there there are a few IPAs, and then Omission makes a lager. like a lager and and just regular pale ale, and then there's another one that's I think a Mexican style beer. Dara, something, something like that. It's good. Um, Weirdly, they're like IPA, like lager thing. Like I was reduced to such an elementary school set of like, there's just three options. We have about here. we have about six options of beers to, that's, to that's drink. That's where I learned for beer Brock. from. Yeah. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. now I know what an IPA tastes like because it's the only IPA we yeah. can have in the house. <laughs> and it's never, it's not going to be the best one that you've had because they have to take the gluten out. But <laughs> but yeah, to reduce it to like, you have six beers to choose from is. It's nice training wheels. <laughs> but I love that there are that brewing brewing is such now that they're that is an avenue that they're exploring. Yeah, that they're going beyond just making just basic styles and varieties, and they're getting to the point they're going. What else can we do? Yeah, what right. are people asking of us? Let's make that happen. Yeah, because science. Exactly, and, and the unexplored alleys. It feels like alleys. every once in a while we just like walk into the liquor store and there's like. Four more options all of a sudden. You're like, yeah. oh, where'd these come from? We, like we are very lucky to live in a neighborhood where our local liquor store, Gomer's, uh, has all of these beers. Like, there are about six beers that I can drink, and they happen to have all of them. So, when that's we, pretty cool. When we came out here on our honeymoon, uh, one of the first places Viv found that has served a bunch of gluten-free brunch stuff was Beer Kitchen. So, that was one of the first places we went mm-hmm. to. Uh, and when we got our place, we were like, where can we live that's near Beer Kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> I think it played an important role. And now we, we're there a lot. And when we tell people at Beer Kitchen, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. I would live close to Beer Kitchen Can- for Beer Kitchen reasons. Kansas City is very uh, gluten-free friendly. And they're a big beer city. So it's a it's kind of a cool uh, crossroads between those it two. It is weird how many more options we have here than in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my wife and I are actually doing a thing now called the KC Tap Tour. Oh, cool. And it's through Visit KC, and there are 19 breweries involved. There are more than 19 breweries in this area, (laughs) which to me is just insane. And it's awesome that all of these things are popping up, and you go to these different places, and they're thriving. Uh And it's just, it is such a, you know, they have a great community of people who go to all these places (laughs) and frequent them and want them to keep going. So... Uh, the concept is that you basically get this little, you buy a little passport book, and then you go to all of these different breweries, and you get a stamp, and you can write notes, and they like recommend a beer, 
and uh, each brewery has its own page that gets stamped, and it has like a uh, buy a beer, get a free beer, or half off your first pint, or there's something at each one, and if you get uh, 10 of them stamped, you can turn the book in for a Casey Tattooer pennant. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, hang up on your wall. And then if you I get, did it. I drank. I drank. But if you get all 19, you get the pennant and a t-shirt. Ooh. So you, you get to drink and get swag. That's awesome. Remind me not to wear that to our Big Brothers Big Sisters interview. <laughs> so uh, the, right, right before we left California, she took me on a, on a wine tour uh, in, in uh, Santa Barbara. In Santa Barbara. In an area called Funktown? Funktown. 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 I had a Groupon. (laughs) (laughs) And it turned out to be great. Like an urban winery area, which I know they have around here too. But I'd never been to Santa Barbara before. And uh, boy, like right out of the gate, uh, some like 60-year-old dude in a vehicle with no top on it with like a teenage girl called a convertible, baby. uh, Was like driving down the street. And some people were like, your keys are are still in your trunk, like sticking out of your trunk. And he like threw up a middle finger and like peeled out. And I was like, that's what all of Santa Barbara is going to be, isn't it? Just just that guy. Okay. And it was. That in drunk 19-year-olds, that's Santa Barbara (laughs) in Funktown. Welcome to Funktown. (laughs) They, uh, they were the, they were part of the uh, welcoming committee. They were yeah, part of the yeah. visitors bureau. They drive around and they offer that. Service. Exactly, baby. That was installation performance art. <laughs> I think we have time for one more beer here, and uh, uh, we will uh, cue you up for the next and final bit. Though uh, we've been told that you throw a killer Oscar party every year. Uh, we try to well. We usually, as entertainment writers, pay attention to award stuff. Better than we do right now. We did not watch the SAG Awards. I at didn't. All. I didn't watch the SAG Awards, but I I usually like trade a a weekday workday for. But this is the working. first year they've had a host. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have watched, but I I usually cover uh, like the Emmys or the the Oscars. Like I have to work it and write write about it while it's happening. But we hear that you throw a great party uh, we, when we we watch the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press. Uh, awards uh, and uh, the Hollywood the Golden Globes yeah the Globes you called it by his fancy name I called it by the fancy <laughs> name uh, and, and we know you through my sister's husband now uh, and he was on Facebook being like this just seems like the worst year of this like everyone's just drinking and yelling over each other not even paying attention I just wanted to be like that's oh a- Andrew that's, that's what it is every year yeah. man like this is <laughs> what it's supposed to be just yeah. Frances McDormand waving the cameras away from her face like <laughs> what else do you want <laughs> just everyone in the room has beef everyone's drunk yeah <laughs> uh, all the cool young uh, minority people are at the back weirdly and very noticeably <laughs> And if they the can't first get... three or four awards of the night, I kept pointing it out. I was like, and they they're at the back They have a long way to walk. Yeah. <laughs> Not and the she's best. like, and it's so-and-so. And then there's yeah. just that long, awkward. And they're like... already getting played off by the time they're on stage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, we don't have time for this. Yeah, I feel like none of us talked about this enough that Sterling K. Brown refusing to be played off the stage earlier. Did uh, we not? Oh, I wrote like three articles about that. Did we? Have we not? Well, we haven't talked about it in a while. I'm always down to talk about Sterling K. Brown. Mm -hmm. I've never. I I don't think in my entire life I've seen somebody yell down the music that way. And I just the fact he he refused to give up. I'll never forget that. It was so incredible. And they still played him off. And he finished his speech backstage and then dominated the headlines the next day, like (laughs) Sterling K. Brown should do. (laughs) Anyway, you got Sterling. (laughs) Yeah. So. 
uh, are the Oscars like super meaningful to you, or do you just like love you the spectacle? Like or <laughs> it's it's kind of my Super Bowl. Uh, I like the spectacle. I like seeing people up there. I like watching the red carpet. Do you do themed foods with puns? And if not, kind of I thing. feel like we have something to contribute to your party. Uh, we we are always <laughs> wanting more uh, pun-themed Oscar food. Yeah. <laughs> that is something that is lacking in our lives. That's something that's very important to me, even when it's just the two of us watching. <laughs> and sometimes there are stretches. Like, if, if you don't invite us this year, I'll be here with three <laughs> dillboards outside of Kansas City, Missouri, and a dillboard is just a bunch of pickles on a plate. Like, that's just, that's what I'm up against. Please, <laughs> I, I and you know I I I think we've always tried to go get to... trout. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> we... That one just popped in my head. I'm not gonna one. make a trout, but that's an idea of that's I, never mind. I I'm not gonna it. make a trout. <laughs> I'm not gonna make a trout and bring it to a party. What were you saying? I'm sorry. We, before y'all uh, get trout, got, uh, <laughs> you need those moments of inspiration. Um, I I think we've always gone to big picture. We like golden something, uh, statue something, red carpet something. Oh. But it, I think it's better to go the the movies. What's yeah. nominated? Yeah. Uh, you can also do. I I friend, some some of my friends from college uh, used to do this, and they would have a themed potluck. And there was one guy that would always bring Meryl Peeps, just a <laughs> just a package of Peeps. But she's always going to be nominated for something. You know it. So it's uh, it's an evergreen ever potluck. Peep. Tom Franks. <laughs> That's really good. And just like have like little, little like pig in a blanket. Steven Spielbergers. <gasps> you could basically you just make a little the post section. You guess. Tom Frank, Steven Spielbergers, and Meryl Peeps. I think it's gonna win. Yeah. So, um, uh, last beer we're drinking right now uh-huh. uh, is the Calling. It's our Imperial IPA. <laughs> I, I I have bought this one before because it has a horror name. Oh yeah, like if if it was called the calling and there were just I, like it three took me a children, I was like, not horror, horror, horror. Yeah. horror. I was like, it's got a what? Name? Yeah, rural juror, rural juror, the rare barrel. Rock is really insulting to his beers. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the cool thing that I really like about this that you may notice from as a big difference from the West Coast IPAs mm-hmm. is this isn't super bitter and in your face. Uh, because I try, yeah. try it again. Yeah. Like Stone, a lot of their stuff, you know, is kind of their they've got a lot of hot bombs and they really, you know, try to get that bitterness up. The IBUs, yeah. the international bittering unit, how they rate the, I the think you're issue. fucking with me. I no. think you're making this up because you're looking at me and smiling in this way. It's a thing. International no, I, bitterness I, I, unit. IPAs are in a lot of ways like like hot sauce, sort of. Like, yeah, like the it, you have to units. prove, like, sort of how high you can get to that cool kid thing you were talking about before. There's mm. definitely a culture of yeah. like, well, oh, I like this beer. It's too much for you. Oh, oh. I, I also <laughs> thought you were fucking with me. No, <laughs> I realize that you two are now speaking language. Much of, like, of much like peppers have Take the Scoville units of heat. Uh, there are a lot of different uh, factors mm-hmm. that, like ABV, you can measure beer and you know, you know, alcohol by volume, but also the IBUs, the International Bittering Unit, and uh, the the just because it has a higher IBU doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be that super bitter. This actually has an IBU of seventy five. That's also what I say about myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> my IBU is very high. I'm not always that bitter. <laughs> 
Sorry, continue. That also, <laughs> yeah. would make a great T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. In any case, uh, anyway, you, I love you, to derail you, a podcast. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to know my international bitch unit. <laughs> Bitter. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, no, mine's mine's a bitch unit for yourself. <laughs> Basic. He, yeah. Oh, any. So, what <laughs> what were you case, saying about the IBU? Yes, for myself <laughs> in this. For um, my shirt. So much like the dry hopped porter, this one is dry hopped. So you're getting a lot of smells and flavors rather than that bitterness. So there's so much different things that you can do. So many different things that you can do with beer that I think that's one of the reasons that I fell in love with it was Mm -hmm. just uh, there's just so many experiences to be had and so many different ways to interpret it. Uh, Speaking of falling in love, this is a show also about falling in love with Kansas City as a place. What brings you here and what? What do you love about this city that maybe people should go do or try? Right. So come in full circle, Beer. like the yeah. like the Western Auto sign, which is a Kansas City <laughs> reference. Uh, the- <laughs> I just barely got it. Like two weeks ago, I think I wouldn't have gotten. I that. work from home. I don't leave the house. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's that thing that we see at the art galleries. Uh, oh yeah. It's it's it says Western Auto. There's a building, and it's got like a, every art gallery show here has somebody has like the eight shuttlecock. Different versions. <laughs> yeah. The shuttlecock, yeah. the scout, the Boulevard smokestack. The actually, there was a guy recently that got a full sleeve tattoo uh, of Kansas City, and it had the shuttlecocks, the Western Auto sign, the Scout Boulevard smokestack, and uh, Bartle Hall. Wow. Uh, to, to let you know, because this is the, the the weirdest one I think, outside of the art. Uh, museum there is a giant shuttlecock there's just a giant yeah, statue outside of the nelson atkins that's what's called yeah. right? there's a giant statue of a shuttlecock yeah which, uh, so it is there cool so, which for those who don't know is if from badminton bad, yeah badminton aficionados would obviously know that <laughs> it's not it a sounds dirty. it's weird yeah. <laughs> but but that is that is uh definitely one of the iconic things of kansas yeah. city it, it, it's so not of the midwest it might as well have been like tea and crumpets yeah like it's just like i don't know we just made it and it was big but that's a midwest thing yeah just to make yeah, a totally. giant thing and be like come check it out <laughs> kind of like a like a ball of twine or you know the world's largest yeah dog or... i was i was hoping you're going there for for those that don't know amongst the many millions of small town uh things in kansas that are uh, a roadside attraction there's one that is the world's largest prairie dog and it is a two-story statue of a prairie dog that is just made out of concrete Fuck it, it's not a prairie dog. It's just not like a, a weird, weird-ass statue. And they have it behind a wall that doesn't really hide it from the highway, so you can see it while driving by without paying <laughs> oh, $5 to get in. You're like, well, yeah, it's Like, you're hoping statue. to see, like, like a morbidly <laughs> obese rodent. And it's just like, oh, it's it's the statue, okay. Yeah. But in any case, to answer your question, yeah. uh, I was born in St. Joe, raised in Platte City. I went to school in Maryville, which are all in northwestern Missouri here, and I landed in North Kansas City. Wait, when were you in Colorado? Uh, my parents actually moved out to Colorado after I graduated high school. Where are they at now? Uh, Loveland, Colorado, which is just south of mm. Fort Collins. We, uh, we used to spend our summers in Buena Vista. Oh, of course, absolutely. Leadville and yeah. Yeah, we uh, my my dad was actually really into uh, narrow gauge trains when I was growing That's up. That's all that that area is. So we I am very familiar with uh, Leadville and Durango Silverton and uh, we would wind our way up to uh, you know a, a K 
cave that was a tunnel yes. at some point and it's full of it tommy was... knockers and you're like that's weird even and... as a child i think this sounds racist what are we doing <laughs> but then coming full circle with the beer thing tommy knocker brewery out in uh, colorado is a fantastic brewery <laughs> i should point that out as well uh so but uh after i graduated high school my parents moved out there they'd always wanted to live in colorado and they loved it i was the youngest so they they shipped my brother off to uh, kirksville at truman state and i went up to northwest missouri state up in maryville and my dad dropped me off and said you got everything you need and i said yep and i appreciate that your family did not fuck with kansas like you can be in missouri or colorado but never in the twin never in the middle yeah no no nebraska no kansas it's it's one or the other and so uh they've been living out there for 15 years now and uh they love it and it's 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 absolutely beautiful to go out and visit and there's a ton of beer to drink Nice. So, but I've I was born and raised, and just have basically in my life done a tour of Northwest Missouri, and uh, I love it. Uh, I guess uh, our big uh, closer here is that we usually invite our guests uh, to give a pop culture assignment. We each give a pop culture assignment. Uh, I'll start us off this week. Uh, is anything you've been watching, reading, doing lately? Anything you'd recommend anything you'd for recommend? fun for people? Uh, I got a uh, I got a VR unit for the PlayStation, and so far. Don't have anything to recommend, but there is a cat simulator game that I got for Viv <laughs> where you play a cat running around a room knocking things off shelves. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, my big recommendation is that me and Viv, uh, like lunatics, uh, plowed through the audiobook of Fire and Fury in a day and a half. Uh, just 12 straight hours of uh, Michael Wolf uh, recounting crazy stories from inside the Trump I feel White like House. we talked about this last week. You can des- recommend it two I think weeks it in a row. Two weeks. <laughs> okay. That's, that's mine for me. Uh, and then we started uh, episodes. Yeah, I was just looking up the name of the other show that we started. That can be. Mine. Oh, then I'll then I'll do episodes. Uh, episodes is uh, basically the live action version of BoJack Horseman that's on Showtime uh, about uh, two British writers that have to adapt their show for an American audience, uh, and they get stuck with Matt LeBlanc, Joey from Friends, uh, and it is playing himself. Playing himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it is. Fucking brutal, and yeah. I don't know why we sat on it for so long. It's it did five seasons, uh, and it just got uh, finally shut down, like uh, right as we moved from LA to here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's it's an incredible show, and it's just brutally dark. And I've I it's been a while since I've I've laughed this loud out loud at a thing. So episodes, it's on Netflix now, great. totally free. It's great. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at Brock Wilbur. That's where you can find me. Viv, what's your recommendation? Uh, well, first of all, I have to say that last week, mm-hmm. we don't do these every week, whenever it was, uh, I I recommended Grownish, which I had not watched yet, but I said that it was starting that week. It's the spin-off, spin-off of Blackish, starring uh, Yara Shahidi, whose last name I also couldn't remember, so I want to correct that. But also, I was wrong. It had aired like two, three weeks before that. So there are like five episodes up. I finally caught up. They're amazing. Uh, if you like Blackish or if you never watch Blackish, Grownish is fucking awesome. And um, it's on ABC life, and Hulu. Life, is it a life time, uh, life, life form? Uh, what is that platform? It's, oh, you know what? I said ABC because I think that's where Blackish is yes. on, but. You're right. It's on Freeform, Freeform yeah. but it's also on Hulu uh, because oh, okay. I don't. I am an old, and I don't know how to watch things on networks that aren't on television or Hulu. Oh, Freeform is only available through Snapchat. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but I just, I wanted to correct that. But that had been up for a few weeks when I said that it aired that week. And it, it is very, very good. And I recommend it. Um, also, because I, I am never up with these things when they are finally, when they are actually happening, I am finally reading Paper Girls, which is a comic by Brian K. Vaughn, uh, who does saga everything amazing um i had it described to me as some by some of my coworkers as stranger things but with a group of girls and it is living up to that and it is awesome so if you're looking for a, a comic to read uh i recommend paper girls they've showed me a scene very early on where one of the girls is ice skating with reagan or the the yeah. ghost of reagan yeah she it, it's a hallucination it's fantastic yeah. i was like well i'm sold this this panel sold me a bleeding reagan is ice yeah. skating with this girl and it seems magical oh but sorry to steal three when i'm supposed to do one but the you don't make the rules um but the <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the thing that I was looking up was the other show that we are finally watching on Netflix, which I didn't know if it was new. Apparently, it's like a year old. is called uh, Border Borderline. Se- Borderline. Border. Pe- is Borderline. that what it's called? Not Border Security. It's Borderline. Oh, okay, well then that's yes. a different show. There is a show called Border Security, America's Front Line. You know what? That's not it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Borderline. It's sort of. That's it. Yes. I don't know. I don't pay attention to these things. Um, Brock has just been putting on Netflix and I've just been knitting. Like, that's my winter in Kansas City. So, borderline uh, show on Netflix uh, that's sort of like the British office, but set with, like, border security in in uh, Britain's North, in England's North End airport. I think that sells it. <laughs> Yeah, I, if, if, if you've watched Superstore and noticed that everything on Superstore is exactly the same as plot lines on The Office, but you still find Superstore to be very funny, this is the equivalent for The British yeah. Office. If the it's, British Office meets Superstore is the show. It's all the same characters in all the same situations. It's so fucking yeah. good. Uh, well, now <laughs> I just listed off everything I'm doing with my free time. So Knitting. Yeah. <laughs> I also recommend Knitting. Where can people find you online? Oh, uh, at Viv underscore Kane, although I am taking some social media breaks. So that's where you can go and yell at me about all the things I said wrong today. But I don't guarantee that I'll respond because it's bad for your health, I've decided. As long as the government's shut down, the wife is shut down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's pretend like that's part of the American government. It's it. I use it's as ineffectual. I use it very little. Uh, it does little for others. It's basically our government. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, hi. <laughs> where can people find you online? Uh, as I previously mentioned, I'm I don't do the social media thing too much, but you have to you, start tonight. I got to start tonight, <laughs> and I'll I'll figure out a great Twitter handle. And also, that's not if you if you keep your social media private, you do not have also, to. Also, please share don't. That. Yeah, we should never we should never do that to another person. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna make a guest sign make up. Make your Twitter. Facebook public tonight. <laughs> and just like if, if you're looking for me, be, be prepared to be disappointed. There's not a lot going on there. Uh, but if you want to come down to the brewery uh, some weekend, I'll probably be kicking around there, uh, and I, I would love to see you around. Come talk to me about beer. Uh, but if you're looking for pop culture mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. stuff, cool things going on, uh, have you guys uh, checked out Gilmore Girls recently? I think I've heard of that thing. It. I, it's just, <laughs> you, you know, it's this, it's this kind of witty new thing. It Tell looked, us about that. It looks like it was shot about 15 years ago. but I love that retro God, style. <laughs> and every single episode has a special guest appearance by Edward Herman. Oh. 
<laughs> Somehow, <laughs> post-mortem. <laughs> yeah. He never, he was always a guest appearance, never makes it into the actual I, cast yeah. for whatever reason. It keeps his status up. Mm-hmm. But I, I did notice you guys have a great selection of board games. Mm-hmm. And I just want to throw out, uh, I noticed you got the Fallout board game, which I was actually just explaining to somebody at work the other day. <laughs> uh, because I took a day off of work to, to really delve into game. this. <laughs> and she was like, Oh, are you going somewhere interesting, doing something fun with your life? And I go, actually, yeah. Into my imagination. <laughs> I just got a board game called Fallout. Do you, Are you familiar with Fallout 4, the video game? She's like, no. And I was like, okay, so it's a board game based on a video game. And as, she's, as I said, this, like she, her face just went blank. She's just like, I don't understand most of the things you're telling me. This sounds like me trying to explain most of my Halloween costumes to people. <laughs> like, it's this pop culture reference you've never heard of, but it's also a pun based on that reference. See, the red shirt always <laughs> does, but what the, my costume asks is, what if they were also fuckable? <laughs> Like just a really sexy soon to die person. I just yeah. very I very much relate to you trying to explain the Fallout board game to someone that's yeah. never heard I, of it. And I feel like we've run up in this position a lot lately where it's like it's a movie based on a game, based on a book, based on a game, based on a Based t-shirt. on a Twitter conversation that happened once. <laughs> and it's like where did Tide Pods come from, you know? And so uh but the Fallout game was fantastic. It was a blast, but one that we have been kicking ass at and just loving it uh is the harry potter board game it's a deck builder uh, that you play either ron harry hermione or neville and you can play as neville you can play as neville dude dude, come on i just bought her like three things i'm out of money why would you bring up neville at a time like this because there's always next year and you over time you actually it's a co-op game that you work together to defeat the villains by uh, acquiring and building a deck of spells, allies, and items from the Harry Potter universe. And it is fantastic. And it can kick your ass and will (laughs) kick your ass uh, the further you go into it. And you start off uh, really simple from book one, and then you build up to book seven, and it gets harder. Uh, So you can play like seven different games, and it's always different and... It's insane and awesome. There's actually. Are you buying it online right now? No. (laughs) No, I just wanted to double check myself before I say I know that I just said Neville represents Hufflepuffs and I know that he's a Gryffindor, but I don't care because he represents Hufflepuffs everywhere. Someone was going to be really mad at me for saying, oh, Hufflepuffs when you said Neville, but I don't care. This has been a weird episode for you predicting people being angry at you about I stuff. I don't, just everyone's always mad at me on the internet, so. Typical I'm, Hufflepuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's but- been Missouri Loves Company. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate, please review.